the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to the show, Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. (laughs) And today we got some seriously good news with a newly minted friend uh, introduced to me by another friend, Bill. And I'll tell you what, that uh, this guy that I'm introducing today, be careful because he'll he'll publish a book for you. (laughs) And uh, he's a really cool guy, David Hancock. He is the publisher of uh, Morgan James. And this is one of the fastest growing publishing companies in, in the world, not just America, in the world. As a matter of fact, Fast 50, uh, like the top 40 or something like that, some crazy wild number way above my head. But anyway, we're just glad that we bring him down to speak to us folks and today. So I just want to, without any further ado, let me bring him in, give him a strong, warm, extreme Carolina welcome to David Hancock. Welcome, David. Good morning, Michael. What a privilege it is to be here this morning with you. How you doing? Yes, uh, man, I'm doing great. Doing great, man. Things are going well, uh, doing well. I'm just blessed to be able to be where I am, to do what I'm able to do, and to just spread spread some good news, man, because some good news seems like everywhere we look, we can't find it. (laughs) Just hard to find. (laughs) But you and I, we have been looking in the right places, uh, especially you, man. I, I, you know, uh, I, I looked at your, looked at the things that you've been doing. It's amazing. Truly, truly amazing that you're able to take what you know, and uh, and I like it. And I don't want to tell you a story because I want you to do that. But this part really, really just resonated with me. You had a job that most folks think what he was a what kind of banker? <laughs> he was doing well, and uh, he was doing very well in investment banking, and uh, he wanted to write a book, and but he was hitting all these walls, and it just wasn't to him. He thought it was a better way. And so from that to this, this is where he is today, y'all. I mean, go online, check him out. I mean, this is the real, real deal. And um, uh, I'm I'm just sad that he didn't or his organization didn't contact my daughter before somebody else scooped her up. She just recently got (laughs) scooped up and published on her book. But anyway, we'll talk about Uh, that another time. Yes, it is, (laughs) man. I mean, she is so very good at what she does. But anyway. Uh, so, so tell us now, even back when you were being an investment banker, you had the ideas of writing a book or when did that come into your conscious? Well, it was, um, it was after I realized that I was a success, but I didn't know why. (laughs) 
Uh, you okay. know, God's got a sense of humor with me. I had several little starts and stops before I finally found uh, the banking career. Okay. And I was doing really well. In fact, uh, a secret is out that I dropped out of college. I mean, I barely passed high school because I was too busy chasing soccer balls and my Hello. wife. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But, you know, I, I found a niche that really did well with me. Um, mm-hmm. So I was always a fan of community, always a fan of home ownership. So banking just really kind of fit well for me. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I found a sweet spot. But you and I are a lot alike. We're all about the relationship. And um, I realized that I was a success because I was doing things different. Now, even though I had an unlimited ad budget, I could spend as pretty much as much as I wanted to. Wow. And so could everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it wasn't the reason why I was a success, but I didn't realize it at first. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I discovered you know, that I, I really need to start learning. I needed to start adding, you know, more wisdom to my life from those that have gone before me. So I started to read books on sales and marketing and, you know, industry specific stuff or even non-industry stuff. Right. And I, I bought courses. I went to their seminars. I implemented all their stuff, which what? is key. If you don't implement, nothing happens, right? Nothing. That's right. <laughs> but it wasn't until I discovered a book that ended up changing my life. And the book was called Guerrilla Marketing. You probably heard of it. Guerrilla Marketing is all about doing unconventional things to get yep. conventional goals, really leveraging your time, your energy and your imagination and your relationships to gain those conventional goals over using your bank account. And I really <laughs> resonated with that book. Now it was in its third edition by the time I discovered it. This is pre-internet days. <laughs> and uh, you know, he sold 15 million copies of the book and I just I just really resonated with. So I just started to consume anything with a G and an M in it. <laughs> and I like, it, book, I like it. I know, right? Yeah. So in the book, Jay Levinson said, hey, something really simple. You know, and not many people were doing this back in the 90s. He said, if you need help, reach out to me. You know, send me an email. Mm-hmm. And I did. And he responded. <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, I remember his email address to heart to heart right now. But uh, you know, he responded and we ended up becoming fast friends. I ended up hiring him as a coach. He's the one that basically gave me, you know, three simple paths that ended up me writing a book. And Michael, you'll love this. He he said these three simple things. Now he spread it out because I'm paying him as a coach. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, David, right? Mm -hmm. So he said, David, if you want to charge more and negotiate less, I mean, who doesn't? If you're selling any widget, you certainly would like to charge more and negotiate less for those things. I'm like, yeah, he said, if you want to charge more and negotiate less, you've got to keep doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. because it's working, but you need to add one more thing. And I'm like, seriously, it it could be that simple. Well, (laughs) I wasn't ready for it, I guess, because he kept spreading it out. And and the next thing he said to me, he said, you know, David, if you wanted to get those clients that would never give you the time of day, that don't return your phone calls, that you wish you could do business with, he said, if you want those people to start begging to get on your calendar and begging to give you their money, you've got to keep doing it. Like, right. You got to keep doing what you're doing, but you need to add one more thing. And at this time, I'm like, okay, what is this? Uh, Give me that one more. Yeah. and I certainly could relate to that. I, I was doing well, but there were still were, you know, celebrity agents or big lawyers or CPAs that had clients with the biggest money. I, I, I wanted those too, of course. Of course. Um, and then he went on to say in another meeting, uh, he said, David, if you wanted to have the media call you when something happened in the world of banking, which didn't necessarily see that as me, but I did see the talking heads on TV. I did see people getting written up in the paper and, and interviewed on the radio. I'm like, yeah, maybe that could be, but I, I understand it. You know, go on, Jay. What are you saying? Right. He said, David, if you want the media to call you, you've got to keep doing what you're doing because you're having an impact. You're making a name for yourself and it's working. But mm-hmm. and at this point, I'm ready to strangle Jay. And he said, but you need, to, you need to add one more thing. And I'm like, what is this one? 
one thing. Mm-hmm. And when he revealed it, I was crushed because I didn't see myself being able to do what he said. In fact, Mike, he said, David, you need to write a book. You need to become an authority in your space so people see you differently than all mm-hmm. the other people who are offering the same product and service. And I, I literally was competing with a thousand, literally a thousand people in my community alone, right. all offering the same service. I mean, that's like real competition. And they all had unlimited ad budgets too, because you're making money hand over fist in bank. Hand over fist. And I was crushed. I'm like, who am I to write a book? You know, I, I dropped out of college. I barely passed English. <laughs> what do I have to say? Right. And he reminded me, like you, he said, he, he said, you're about the relationship. You're about solving problems. You're solutions driven thinking. You're, you know, you want to add value. You want to serve others. That's unique. And you do do things differently than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was compelled and I ended up writing a book. Didn't realize that was a hard thing to do. He helped me with, a, you know, the idea of an outline. Okay. Right. If, if Michael, you and I, I had a chance to talk. Here's 12 things I want to get across before you kick me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I jotted the outline together, ended up writing a book. Ended up getting it published. Didn't realize that's a hard thing to do either. Right. And it absolutely changed my life and wow. ultimately my career. I literally doubled all my fees and nobody mm-hmm. asked me any questions. Nobody questioned me. They didn't negotiate with me at all because I became an authority in the space. And they wanted to work with and have a relationship with an authority in the space so they could feel comfortable, safe. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, people that would never give me the time of day were begging to get on my counter. Don't have to swallow my pride. And take their money. It's okay. <laughs> but it worked. And then sure enough, media would call me. I was either quoted on the paper, or interviewed on TV, or you know, you know, interviewed on the on the radio, you know, about banking, because there's always something going on in banking in the 90s. And it was just yeah. transformative. And I realized, you know, wow, this book is amazing. I doubled my income in less than eight months. And that was the first book. But the relationship with my publisher was lacking. And, you know, I ended up convincing Jay to go on with me as a co-author mm-hmm. for my second and third book. And right. even with Jay, there was just a struggle between what the publisher wanted to do and what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur, because I was really writing a good book that good books that people could benefit from. But I found myself leveraging the books more than anything. And the publisher mm-hmm. often got in my way. You know, I wanted to create speaking <laughs> opportunities, right? Courses yeah. and things like that. And right. you know, I had a, you know, a tough time with the relationship. So then I ended up self-publishing a handful of books. And that was wonderful. Absolutely better than doing nothing at all. Mm-hmm. But there was a big difference between me saying I'm wonderful, which, okay. Now, me saying I'm wonderful, and then a publisher saying I'm wonderful. Right. And then the people. media didn't want to talk to me about my self-published books. Bookstores wouldn't carry my self-published books. And it just didn't have that same level of, of credibility. So I, I thought short version is there's, you know, there's got to be, you know, a better way. Got to be. I, don't, mm-hmm. I forgot what the question was, Mike, but I enjoyed answering <laughs> Yeah, you did. You enjoyed it real well, man. Uh, so much so that uh, that is what you do right there. That's how you help people today. That, you know, folks having a hard time with their book, they self-publish, but it don't go hardly any further than their trunk or their grandmama or their mama's cousin. Them. That's about as far as it go. And uh, but you teach them how to do that, which you've learned over the years. You were doing it so good that you had to say, honey, I think my day job is getting in the way. <laughs> That's right. It was. <laughs> and I, I guess she said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now let's look at a few things <laughs> before you quit. That had to be a great conversation right there, man. But uh, she probably was. was keep she probably was keeping the books anyway. You know, she probably was telling you, okay. <laughs> All right, I see it. <laughs> 
Yeah, she yeah. tells everybody she's my boss, and she's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, she ain't wrong at all, brother. I mean, real men admit that. <laughs> they go ahead and admit it. Right. But, but, uh, but anyway, so speaking of that, now, everybody that's watching Extreme Carolina, and I know they are, and even the few that didn't hear about it, now hearing about it, they're able to now hear how they themselves can publish a book. And not only publish it, but get folks to buy it that they didn't think would buy it. And get, uh, what do you call them, storehouses, warehouses, and all these folks to warehouse the book. And so that when the orders comes in, hey, we got a whole bunch of them ready for you. Instead of, wait a minute, let me get in the back of my trunk and get you four or five here. <laughs> you got a real warehouse. So uh, that's, that's great, right. man. That is so fantastic. Now that you're doing that, here's a question. Do you feel now that you're really, really in, David, in your wheelhouse? I mean, the thing that you're truly passionate about, that this is what you were meant to do because you're just so passionate about doing it. Is yeah, this absolutely. the case now? It absolutely is the case. I have found my sweet spot. Uh, you know, I'm all about the relationship. I love, you know, of course, I, I learned from the best. I mean, I trained under Tom Hopkins. I trained under Zig Ziglar. So obviously, under Jay Levinson, who yeah. he and I became dear, dear friends. But yeah, absolutely. I'm really passionate about helping others succeed because I learned a long time ago, the more that I could help others succeed, the more I was going to succeed. I mean, that's classic guerrilla marketing, classic Zig Ziglar. It is so fulfilling to live in this space. But there's a lot of coaching, you know, a lot of authors, whether they're, they already have a huge platform or, or, or not, or whether they're up and coming, you know, there's some very duplicatable successes um, that they could follow to help mm -hmm. get them where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And of course, the more successful they are, the more successful their readers and their clients are going to be, and the more successful I'm going to be as their publisher. It just, it all rises. It's so amazing. You know, that's something that you said there about, you know, how you help and teach these folks how to be entrepreneurial business folks, uh, even though they're just writers, they're just plain writers, but uh, you're you and your team speaking of team. And I've only mentioned your wife, but you've got a other team <laughs> that helps you that are, you know, that are truly, truly uh, successful people in their own right. And you got them to come on board with you. And so because everybody because uh -huh. everybody who's writing a book, they can't sit down and get your time because you, you're just one guy and you got all these people. As a matter of fact, are you not all over the world with this thing? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I saw somewhere it was in Singapore. Or am I making that up? I don't know. <laughs> but, but you're in a lot oh of places. You know. Yeah, we have been so blessed. Uh, my father taught me a long time ago to surround myself with people smarter than me and I would go far. Uh, and truth be told, I am probably the dumbest person in the company because everybody else is so amazing. But we're blessed. We've got uh, we're headquartered in New York City. We've got offices there. We've got offices in uh, Virginia, Nashville, Vancouver, London, and Australia. We got a nice big global presence. Unbelievable! Oh, yeah. How did did you ever, ever in your wildest dream, think that you would be in Australia? You know, I mean, you have a business, the business that's, you know, producing out of Australia. But uh, I saw, you know, I saw where you had, you know, your team. Now, how did that, you know, now you took one of the questions right out of my 
before I asked it. Because one of the questions is this. What's the best advice you've ever received? Because I like to ask everybody on this show that question. And you stole it. You 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 said it before <laughs> I even asked it. But that but <laughs> is that the best advice you've ever received? It's from your dad. You know, it's, it's so funny, though. I, I, I probably didn't even think of that. I had another one in mind because I know you asked that question. Yeah. Uh, but that was certainly one of the best advices. You know, stay out, you know, stay out of other people's way, delegate the things that you're not experts at and uh, realize that you're not and you're not alone. You yeah. know, being an entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to do it alone. That's right. um, but what I was going to say was also from my father. Hmm. I wonder if there's a pattern. Uh, my father <laughs> said that I could do anything that I wanted to if I just put my mind to it. Now, he told me that when I was a kid and often probably abused that thinking. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. I sometimes did things that I put my mind to that I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. But when it came yep. to business, you know, there certainly was a level of faith. You know, today we call it entrepreneurial bliss. Because uh, if I had known how complicated publishing is, I don't know if I'd have done it on purpose. Unbelievable. But, yes. But I had a passion. I had a good idea in my rugged good looks, which is questionable. And uh, <laughs> I knew I could do it because I had that thinking. Yeah. Wow. That is so, you know, that, you know, that advice that we get, you're right. As kids, I mean, we're like, dad, if you tell me that one more time, you know, I'm like puke throw up, you know, and they tell us all <laughs> this stuff as we're growing up. And, uh, but when we get grown or older, we, wow. My dad said that, or my mom said that for years. And so that, David, is so important. That's why we ask that question. So people will know and they can pass it along, you know, to their children or whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, and I don't want to waste a whole bunch of time because our clock is tick, 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 tick. It's going fast. So let me, let me get into another question, man. I absolutely love this one. It is so cool that. A lot of folks don't see it coming because these questions are designed actually because everybody know, you know, uh, you know, the Hancock or, you know, your business is huge. Everybody know that. But what they don't know is you. And so these questions are designed a little bit to let us see a little bit about you. And so the next question I like to ask everybody is this one of my favorite. It is this. here: What's something about you that surprises people? Something about me that surprises people. Um, you know, it, it really, I, in, in my mind, I don't think it should surprise people because I just, I, I believe this. But along those same thinkings of the two, you know, um, things I've learned from over the years is, you know, I'm an extremely positive person on purpose. It doesn't mean my life is perfect. It doesn't mean every day goes the way I expect. It doesn't mean that I don't have challenges, but right. Right. every day mm-hmm. I wake up. And I tell myself, this is going to be an absolutely incredible day. I am doing absolutely incredible. It's going to yes. be a great day. I'm going to make it what it's going to be. I'm going to mm-hmm. deal with the challenges as they come. Yes. And every day it's on purpose. Now, some days it's entirely by faith, but every day it's on purpose. And people resonate with that, but don't realize how easy it is. It's a habit you have to create. You just make the day what you need it to be and address the challenges as they come. But it's how we address those challenges, how we respond to those that make all the difference. So people are surprised that I am so consistent. They'll call me up, David, how are you doing? I'll go, absolutely incredible. Though my, my dog just died or you know, who knows what. It's just right. that's, that's just who I am. And it really has had a, a positive impact on me, right. those around me. Uh, family, and sometimes it drives my wife crazy, but you know, she she's known me since I was a kid, but it's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it's amazing you say that because, you know, I wake up 
you know, and uh, my wife tells me, she's like, you wake up happy. You wake up wanting to talk. And then, wake up. You know, I mean, way before she's up. She's like, I ain't had my coffee. I got to wake up. <laughs> so that's amazing <laughs> that you say that and how similar we are in that in that area. But that's great that people, you know, it, it will surprise people that you are a lot, a lot of the time, all the time. You know, we all have our ups yeah. and downs. But, uh, but now... Here we are having this happy fest, this positive thing going on today. But there is a time in your life because you just didn't wake up one day and you were just successful. You know, that ain't how it was. No, 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 no. There was a time that you had a failure. You had a setback. You were in like what we like to call a valley moment. You had one of those. I mean, because you, you didn't just wake up, you know, even though you talked to all these people that were successful and positive, but you still had to have a valley moment. Every one of us do. So oh, yeah. if, you, if you don't mind, please, you know, in the little bit of time we got left, we got much. Can you share with us your valley moment on what it was and what it took to get you out of it? Oh my gosh, where do I start? I have failed so many times and had so many setbacks and challenges. Failure smiles at me when they sees me coming. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how far I go back. You know, I, no, no, this one. I got, just go one. Just one, man. Let's see. Uh, you know, there's some. There, you, okay, I'll give you a cool. I, you know, I I came from banking, so before I was a banker, I was a residential uh, home developer. And I oh. really love home ownership. I bought my first house with my bride when when I was twenty, and uh, nice. really know the power of home ownership, community, those things. And I found a great niche in you know building custom built houses. And I worked for a very charismatic guy, loved him. He taught me a lot about sales, uh, and I was doing really really well. Um, just prior to that, I had back surgery, so I was uh, laid up for two years, not being able to do anything. So, I mean, I had lots of energy to go out there and create something amazing for me. <laughs> I never imagined doing anything else. I've had that conversation before, right. uh, but he ended up getting thrown in jail for wire fraud and embezzlement and left me hanging with oh. things that I didn't expect. I had houses in my names. I had loans in my names. I had obligations and contracts in my names that I didn't know about. Mm. And I had to get through that rise above it, complete all the things that I could, and then figure out, you know, dusting myself off. What do I do now? Right. Uh, but knowing, you know, that I can still add value to the world. I still got a good name. You know, I have opportunity. I have things I can give. And I learned something from that failure. I learned mm -hmm. that I love people. I learned that I love helping others to realize their goals. And, you know, homeownership was huge. It's part of the reason why we're partnered with Habitat for Humanity right now as a publisher. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized I love crunching numbers. I love from a banking perspective. I love making the deals work. So then I ended up landing in the banking career after that experience, which, you know, just my, my life took off for the best. Took off. But that was a downtime. We, we almost lost everything. I and mean, we were hiding the cars from the repo guys. And we were... <laughs> I mean, we couldn't hide the house, but we, you know, had to avoid the foreclosure. I mean, it was, it right. was not fun. Oh, my goodness. But God saw us through. Mm -hmm. I kept as positive as I could. I created an opportunity. And one of my mentors now, Dan Miller, taught me, I wish I knew him then, but I can see where I, I could implement it. You know, he said, what do these challenges create? What opportunities can I create from these, these challenges? And wow. it helped me launch my banking career and then ultimately where I'm at today. Wow. So I'm like I said, that's one of multiple failures. If you're if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have failures, but you have to look at them differently. They're not a bad thing. 
They no. can help you grow and learn and, and, and thrive because of it. Sure, they're humbling. Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. tough. Absolutely. Yeah, but they my are. gosh, where would we be without them? Amen. There you go, brother. Now, that <laughs> was a heck of a valley moment. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. And we all... Right. You know, it's the way you look at that valley moment. Man, you you said it. I couldn't say it. Matter of fact, you may have said that better than I see it. So, uh, but that's okay. I'll let you have that one. But anyway, the uh, you know, man, I tell you, we have totally ran out of time here. Man, this has oh, been man. so good. Yeah, I'm telling you. Tick, 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 tick. This has been so, so good, man. David, I really appreciate it. And we didn't even get to all the things I really wanted to talk to you about. So I tell you what, you know, due to time and we have to respect time. I tell you what, can we get you to come back at a later date at another time so we can finish this conversation? I would be absolutely honored to do so. Wow. Did y'all hear that? We got it on tape. <laughs> Here it is. He said he'd come back. Man, I tell you what, I really, really seriously appreciate you being on today, David. This has been a lot of fun. And man, I tell you what, uh, it, 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 you know, I enjoy it when it's fun, when I can just sit back and let them go, you know, and that's what I did today. And I just sit <laughs> back and let you go because you're an amazing guy with a lot of information and a lot of experience that can help a lot of people. So we thank you for sharing that with us today. And, uh, but man, we do got to get out of here and we got to do some things, but thank you for saying that you will come back on the show. We'll get back with to you later with a date and all that type of thing. But thank you, man. We, we wish you and your family all kind of success and happiness. Cause see, we, I still got to find out about Morgan and Jane. We didn't even talk about them. So we will <laughs> get them in the next time. But anyway, hey, hey man, uh, thank you so much. We got to get out of here. We appreciate it. Uh, ultimately, ex Extreme Carolina is committed, just like Morgan and James are. We're committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like David here that is passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference by listening to their stories. Uh, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, here it is. We got to get out of here. But before we do, quote of the week. Y'all know how we do it. Quote of the week. Let's get a drum roll. That was a drum roll. So here we go. Quote of the week is this. Check it out. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader, John Quincy Adams. <laughs> I like that one. That's pretty cool. Love it. Hey, man, we got to get out of here. Thank y'all. We appreciate everybody being here today. Uh, God bless y'all. Take care. Peace. We out. <laughs>